we want to welcome you again to uh, our online service as we just continue to be encouraged in the Word of God and uh, in the promises of the Lord. And so glad that you have joined us here today. As you gather the kids or uh, if you're in your apartment uh, by yourself or perhaps uh, you are in your home with uh, the kids, the grandkids, uh, we are so grateful that we can be connected together with today's technology. I know that as I think about this is the third Sunday, I believe, that we are doing this. It, it seems like uh, March has been like the longest month ever that I have ever gone through. And I'm sure you're feeling the same way, but the Lord wants to work. He wants to minister. He wants to refresh us and renew us and strengthen us this morning as we're going to continue with our series, Comfort from the Psalms. So if you'll turn in your Bibles to Psalm 62, and we will continue looking at God's Word uh, that will bring us strength, bring us truth, uh, God's Word that's going to bring us comfort uh, in this time where especially where we need it. So Psalm 62, comfort from the Psalms. Just a couple uh, reminders and uh, just a couple things I want to catch you up on here at Calvary Chapel Greeley. Of course, as we know, I don't need to remind you this, but there has been the governor that has given the stay-at-home order that came out on Wednesday. So on Wednesday night, there was a little bit of confusion initially of whether the stay-at-home order would mean that uh, can we even do live stream from here at the church. We just have a couple guys here. We're doing the social distancing, trying to keep everybody safe, the staff safe. But we didn't know if I would have to do it from my office. But clarity did come. Uh, the next days, the governor's office said that churches are essential and to be able to uh, do online services. And it's so needed today. And that's what most churches are doing is online services right now. And we're very grateful that we're able to do that and have the technology to stay connected with you. And then also I want to remind you that not only that, but radio, Grace FM, stay tuned to Grace FM as we have our radio program at 3.30 under the fig tree Monday through Friday, but also as I host Calvary Live on Mondays and Tuesdays. And uh, it's an opportunity for us to stay connected together and for you to reach out and tell people those resources that are available. But as the clarity did come from the governor's office, that we can meet uh, here as long as we keep social distance and uh, we're at a minimum, just a, a couple of us guys on staff here, the pastoral staff on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights. The rest of the week we're going to be working from home because I do want to keep everyone safe. Uh, this is very serious what is going on and you read the statistics and I don't want to burden you with them again because we get bombarded with so much uh, that is out there, the news, the, the statistics, we can't keep up with it, the numbers and nationwide, worldwide, here in Colorado, but the numbers since Wednesday have gone up dramatically. And then also the deaths, as I believe we're at 34, 35, something like that in the state of Colorado. Matter of fact, when you break it down by county, El Paso County, which is Colorado Springs, has the most number of deaths. 
from coronavirus and Well County is second uh, in the state. So I want to keep the staff safe, have them working at home, uh, and that's what the, the uh, governing authorities are asking us to do. And we have the ability to be able to work from home and to continue to stay connected to you. So uh, we're still working, we're still doing those things. If you need prayer, please call. If you leave a message, we get it on our email, and we can uh, call you and pray for you. Also, if you go on our website, many of you are watching right now on our website, calvarychapelgreeley.org. If you go under staff, you can pull up our emails. If you need to get a hold of uh, Pastor Luke concerning youth, or Jesse, you young adults, uh, Pastor Jesse, or Travis with worship, uh, or any of the pastors. Pastor John has been doing some teachings with the men's study. Uh, I know that Jesse, has did a teaching on Friday Night Live with the young adults. Uh, Pastor Luke has been doing two a week with Wednesdays and Saturdays with the youth. Uh, you can pull those up and watch them on our website and then also uh, on our Facebook as well. They are posted. So be looking for that. I encourage you to download our app, CalvaryChapelGreeley.com. Uh, not Calvary Chapel, that's our website, but our app, Calvary Chapel Greeley. And we have a little video that shows you how to do that. Very simple for those of you who might need to navigate through that as well. And then the e-bulletin that's been going out uh, has been given some information as well. So we're going to continue to stay connected to you. It's hard for us uh, to be in this situation just as it's hard for you because we are isolated and we are asked to stay at home to stop the spread and we're going to keep praying, but we can still minister in different ways as well. So we want to hear from you. And I just want to say thank you for you who have uh, sent notes and uh, email and encouragement and messages through social media, uh, on Facebook or on messages. Uh, I appreciate it. And we want to encourage you as well. Miss seeing you, miss seeing uh, the families and your kids and your grandkids coming here. And the day is going to come, we don't know when, when we're all going to be able to gather once again here and to embrace one another and to give thanks to the Lord as he is going to work in this situation that we're in. But we don't know when that's going to be. Now, a couple of people have asked about Resurrection Weekend, which is actually in two weekends. Next Sunday is Palm Sunday. And then the following Sunday is Resurrection Sunday. Uh, definitely we're not going to be meeting next week because uh, the stay-at-home order goes till April the 11th, which is the day before Resurrection Sunday. And it looks more and more unlikely, very unlikely, that we'll be able to meet that weekend uh, for Resurrection Sunday, for Easter. But we are still going to celebrate the fact that Jesus is alive and the tomb is empty and we have a living hope uh, because of that. And we have a glorious future that is ahead for us. So we're going to still do that. It may be online and we're going to keep you posted as soon as, you know, they say that we can meet together. And we don't know when that's going to be. Matter of fact, in the message today of Psalm 62, it is waiting on the Lord. We are waiting like you're waiting. Some of you are waiting. Uh, you're wondering when the kids can go back to school. Are they going to be able to go back to school before summer begins? Waiting on uh, job situations, all kinds of things. Uh, a lot of us are in this waiting uh, period. And we want to just trust in the Lord and be encouraged by the Lord. And we'll let you know as soon as uh, we get the word that we can meet once again. But 
uh, it may go till the end of uh, April. Uh, we don't know. It may go into May, uh, the way things are looking. And, and we're going to pray that God works a miracle and we can meet as soon as possible. And we're just going to, in the meantime, allow the Lord to minister to us. And we want to minister to you in, in the ways that we can. Uh, there is on the website, calvarychapelgreeley.org, there is a sign-up for our park outreach that is June 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. So we're going ahead and planning for that as of now. And go ahead and sign up if you feel like the Lord is leading you, that park outreach that we do, a vacation Bible school in the park, Island Grove Park, uh, in uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd of June. And we're just going to go ahead and do what we can, get organized for that. So if the go-ahead comes for us to be able to do that and have the kids there, uh, then we can make plans and, and have uh, some quick meetings and get organized and be able to move forward in that. So we'll wait on that as well. But if you go ahead, you feel like the Lord is leading you to get involved with the park outreach. There's security, there's uh, sign-up, there's... Uh, there's setup and breakdown, all kinds of different areas in which you can get involved, uh, bringing snacks for the kids. And we'll see what the Lord does for us as we are headed towards spring and as we are headed to summertime. So that's what I have right now as far as uh, we are going to be out of the building for the most part. Uh, we'll be checking on the building. We'll be doing uh, online services on Sunday and on Wednesday nights as well. And I want to encourage you, keep tuning in and keep listening and reaching out to others and telling them of the teachings that we have. But, Father, I do pray that you just bless this time in the teaching of your word in Psalm 62. And right now, we need to be encouraged. We need to be refreshed and in your word. And I pray that you would bless everyone, that you would touch hearts, and that when this, this hour is over that we're together, that we would be lifted up and we would be strengthened and we would know that we can trust you with everything in our lives, what is going on and with this virus that's going on that has caused the whole world to pause right now. But we know that you're still on the throne and you're still working. So bless this time as we read your word in Jesus' name. Amen. So. As last week we were looking at Psalm 61, this triology of Psalms, Psalm 61, 62, and 63, which are some of my favorite Psalms because they speak to me, especially in the time of uncertainty or times of trials or difficulties. And these Psalms were written by David, of course, inspired by God during a time of uncertainty for him. As you read 2 Samuel chapters 15 through 18, you know that David had to flee Jerusalem because his son Absalom had come against David, his father, and he had been conspiring, he had been plotting and planning for a couple years now to get the hearts of men of Israel to turn towards him, Absalom, and to lead a rebellion against his father. And that's what happened. And because of the certain events that took place prior to chapter 15 of 2 Samuel, which we're not going to get into, but when David sinned and Nathan confronted his sin concerning Bathsheba, that Nathan said, there's going to be turmoil and there's going to be upheaval in your family. And that's exactly what happened. And through a series of events, 
that would lead Absalom to be strained from his father. The relationship between David and Absalom was severed. It was strained. They hadn't talked for a couple years, and Absalom became very bitter. So he begins to to manipulate the, the people of Israel, to plot and plan. And in chapter 15 of 2 Samuel, David is told that the men of Israel have turned towards Absalom. And David knew that he had to flee. He didn't want bloodshed to be in Jerusalem for this war to take place. So he takes some of his mighty men. He crosses the Kidron Valley. He goes over the Mount of Olives where his head is covered and David is weeping as we read those chapters uh, of 2 Samuel 15 through 18. He doesn't know what's going to happen. He flees to the wilderness, that same wilderness that he was in when it was Saul that had pursued him in the prime of his life. David had run from Saul, as you know, from 1 Samuel, that book. And David saw the faithfulness of God. And many of the Psalms that we have in the book of Psalms were written during that time. But this is a time where David once again finds himself in the wilderness. He doesn't know what's going to happen. He doesn't know what's going to happen with his son Absalom. Uh, he still has a love for Absalom. He doesn't know if he's going to return to Jerusalem to be king again. He doesn't know what's going to happen to the nation. And so he's pouring out his heart to the Lord. And as last week we went over Psalm 61, that he is writing during that time where he's looking for stability. He's crying out to the Lord. And as he cries out to the Lord, knowing that, that Lord, you're going to hear my prayer, and he's looking for stability, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And we will see in Psalm 62 here that he continues to look for that stability, knowing that his stability is in the Lord, that you're my rock, you're my strength, a place of refuge and a place of protection. And I want to remind us once again, as we find ourselves here this morning, as the world is being affected by this coronavirus, we've never seen anything like it in our lifetime. And perhaps you are in a place, many of us feel this way, of a wilderness, wilderness experience, uh, dryness. We are all in a place of uncertainty. There may be uncertainty with your business, with your job situation. Some of you have lost your jobs, and we are praying for you, and we are so sorry. And I really believe that our community has kind of taken a double hit because of the oil and gas industry that many of you uh, are employed by those oil companies, and, and we see that the price of oil has gone down, the war between Saudi Arabia and Russia, and you may be thinking, I, I you know, what am I going to do, or am I going to be able to keep my job? And we're going to pray, and we're going to pray that God continues the work. So you're in that place of uncertainty, and you're wondering, Lord, what is ahead for me in the days ahead, in the weeks ahead, in the months ahead? And I want you to know that when we come to that place where, as David says, from the end of the earth I cried to you, we wondered, boy, I'm at the end of my wits, I'm at the end of my world, that we can cry to the Lord when we're in that place of uncertainty and that we have a place of stability and that is placing ourselves and planting ourselves on the rock, Jesus Christ. And I love what David says is he expresses that I'm going to place myself under the shelter of your wings, Lord, a place of protection. And I will sing praise to you as Psalm 61 closes to your name forever that I may daily perform my vows. We can, even in the most difficult of situations, that we can praise him because we still belong to him. 
And I love that song that we're singing uh, here today that uh, says that he is the promise keeper. And even when we feel like he's not working, he is still working. And we can praise him because we belong to him. We got a glorious future. His promises are true for us. And the Lord has not abandoned the throne. Yet he's still on the throne. He's still in control. And he has a plan. And his promises are true for you and for me. And as we praise him in everything, give thanks to the Lord. And then we are to praise him always. That's the will of God. As Paul would write to the church at Thessalonica, that they were being afflicted at that time that he writes to them. And that we too know the will of the Lord. And that is, Lord, in this time of uncertainty that I can praise you. And I can give thanks to you that I have you. We have the Lord. And we have his strength and, and we have his love that remains for us and his promises that I may daily perform my vows because, listen, the Lord's not done with us. He's not done with you. He still wants to use you. He wants to grow you. He wants to use us. He wants to use this church, Calvary Chapel. And we talk about how we want to get back to uh, normality and what is that going to look like when is that going to come we want to get back to work we want to get back to being able to just go to the grocery store and not worry about it and stressed about it to be able to go out and, and freely and to meet together and what i hope is that as we are in our homes and a lot of us are that the lord still desires for us to be used of him, to minister to our children, to minister to perhaps a neighbor, to minister to other family members, uh, to be able to uh, encourage the brothers and sisters in the Lord. As Paul, he was under house arrest, remember, writing those prison epistles. He's chained to a Roman guard. And you would think that Dave, or Paul, the apostle, as he's, he is in that situation in Rome for two years, that he would be so limited in being able to minister. But Paul continued to do the work of the Lord, and he writes to the church of Philippi, that prison epistle, that this is for the furtherance of the gospel. He wrote letters to the churches, and we have some of those letters that are preserved for us in God's word for all eternity. But maybe perhaps that you can write a note to someone, that you can minister to someone through a word of encouragement. Give them a call. He would pray. He says, I pray always for you and giving thanks in every remembrance of you to be praying for one another, praying for those who are linked to you in your life. And that includes the body of Christ. And then also to serve in any practical ways that the Lord may lead you and, and guide you. And, and we can do that for one another. Even as Paul said that those of the, the palace guard greet you at the end of that epistle, he was given the gospel those guys who were chained to him, those, those Roman guards, and they were getting saved and they were coming to the Lord. And he did a lot of ministry in prison under house arrest. And as we are in our homes, as we feel like we're chained to this coronavirus situation, that we can still be used to the Lord. So here he is. He cries out to the Lord in Psalm 61. And now Psalm 62 that he's saying that I'm waiting on the Lord. Let's begin to read it. To the chief musician, to Judathun, a psalm of David. 
Verse 1, truly my soul silently waits for God. From him comes my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense, and I shall not be greatly moved. So David knew that God alone saves as he's waiting on the Lord to see if he's going to be able to come back to Jerusalem, if he's going to be king again. And David would say, as you read 2 Samuel, that he would say, if the Lord delights in me, he's going to bring me back. But if not, he's going to do what he pleases. And he's going to express that trust in the Lord once again in this psalm, in this time of uncertainty. He says, I'm waiting on the Lord. And once again, as he says that you are my rock, he's going to repeat that. He knows that the Lord is a place of stability. And for us, as we desire to be strong, to be stable in this time emotionally and in, in every way, that it is found in Christ. It is found in him as we go to him, as we call out to him, as we worship him. I would encourage you, listen to some worship songs during the day, before you close at night, in the beginning of your day. Continue with your devotions. It's imperative that we do that, that we continue to stay close to him and read the word and praise him and give thanks to him. Because even though you may be going through difficulty and uncertainty, and I don't want to make light of that, because it is very, very difficult right now. And it can cause us to be anxious, and it can cause us to be fearful and overwhelmed, and, and just that feeling of uncertainty that really has come to me in a way that never before in my lifetime of what is going to happen, when can we meet, what's going to come down, what's going to take place. But as we turn to him, he desires to comfort our hearts and strengthen us, and our stability is found in him. He says, he's my defense, and I will not be greatly moved. And then as we continue here, as David once again acknowledges that not only does the Lord bring salvation, but he brings stability. But verse 3, how long will you attack a man? You shall be slain, all of you. Like a learning wall in a tottering fence. Verse 4, they only consult to cast him down from his high position. They delight in lies. They bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly, Shalah. As we read this, the enemy and was coming and threatening him. His own son was willing to kill him. And as the hearts of, of Israel were turned towards Absalom, they were lying about David. And they were coming against David. And he's expressing that. How long will you attack a man? And we may be thinking, how long is this enemy that we have in our own president has called it a silent, invisible enemy? And it is that has come against us. And as we hear the news, we wonder, Lord, what is true? What is going to happen? We're listening to the health experts, and we do need to listen to them. We need to take their advice. We need to stay our distance from people. We want to slow the spread of it. But we wonder, how long is this going to go on? How long is this enemy going to come against us? And as we are wondering these things, we know that for certainty we can get truth from God's word. I want to remind you this, that even though we don't know what's going to happen economically to our nation, what's going to happen in the weeks and months ahead, uh, we do know that we, the Lord still has a wonderful plan for us. 
and a glorious future for us as believers. And we can trust in that. And, and there's a lot of voices that are out there. We need to make sure that we are listening to the voice of the Lord and the voice of truth as we continue looking to him. But in verse 5 through 7, this is really the heart of this psalm, that David writes, My soul waits silently for God alone. For my expectation, or that is, my hope is from him. He only is my rock again. He is expressing that place of stability and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God it is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. So David keeps repeating himself. He keeps reminding himself that, Lord, you're my place of strength, stability. You're my rock. You're my salvation. And you're my place of refuge, of protection. And we need to constantly, every day, throughout the day, remind ourselves of these truths. That, Lord, you're my salvation. I have a living hope that comes through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And Lord, you're my strength. Uh, I want to build upon the solid rock. Remember Jesus said in Matthew's gospel, at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, that we are wise as we hear the sayings of Jesus and we do them, believing in him. We are like the one who builds upon the solid rock. So when the storms come, and we're in a storm right now, that we're able to stand. So he's our stability. He's our defense. He is, notice here, our strength. He's our place of protection. But David is expressing that I wait silently for God alone. And I think that we can say that we are, all of us, in that place of waiting. And waiting is not always the easiest thing to do, especially in our culture and in our society. We live in an instant world. We have instant communication, instant fast food, instant this and that. We want answers right away. And right now, all of us are in a place of waiting. How long is this going to be? And it may be more than just the coronavirus for you. It may be concerning relationships. It may be concerning other matters that you are facing right now. And as we are waiting on the Lord, I want you to know that the Lord is working in your life. David is praying to the Lord, and he's waiting patiently for the Lord. And those two things come together. Prayer and patience oftentimes will come together and knowing that, Lord, you are going to work. Uh, Lord, you are going to bring your promises to me to pass. You're going to provide for my needs. You're going to work for, for my family. It was Abraham that he waited patiently. He endured, it says, and obtained the promise. For 25 years, he was told that he was going to have a son, and yet he waited for the promise of the Lord. And I want us to know that waiting on the Lord is something that the Lord desires for us in this time to just draw close to him and for him to be working in our hearts. And he is working. He is working. And as I mentioned already, we sang that song. We may think that he's not working, but he is working. And remember this, as we're waiting on the Lord, the Bible says that in Ecclesiastes, that he'll be good to those who wait on him. In Isaiah chapter 30, that as we cry out to him and go to him, that Isaiah 30 says that he'll be gracious to those who wait on him. And then you will hear a voice that you will hear from him as you're waiting on him. 
And God is working in our hearts and in our souls as we do wait for him. So God's, as you're thinking, Lord, why aren't you answering or why aren't you working in a way that I hope or I thought or I expected? God's delays is not God's denying or it's not him ignoring you. And the enemy that we talked about in verses 3 and 4 may want you to think that, to think that there is no hope, that God has abandoned the throne. The enemy is going to come along and say that God's promises aren't true. And we need to be careful that we don't buy into the deception and the lies of the enemy and the, the doubts that he brings to our minds. Because if we do, then we begin to move out in our own understanding. And I want to remind you of Psalm chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Those verses are some of our favorite verses, right? That trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And right now, we don't have a lot of understanding. But we can understand this, that if we acknowledge him, that he will direct our past. And as we go to him, as he gives us a peace that passes understanding, and, and to be established in his word. And as we look to him, that we will be in that place of safety. But we don't want to move out in our own understanding. And listen, waiting in silence before the Lord during this time, it is not a lack of faith, but it is showing great faith and trusting in what the Lord wants to do. And it is preparation to when God wants to speak to us and how he wants to speak to us and what he wants you to do and where he wants you to go. Look to him. Continue to trust in him. And as you're waiting on him, he's going to be good and he's going to be gracious. And here is David. He says, my soul waits silently for God alone and my hope is from you. And then in verse 8, trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Trust in him at all times. So David, as he's writing this, he's on the run. His life is in danger. He says, I will trust in the Lord at all times. Not just sometimes. Not in just the good times. But again, he's our certainty, and he's the one that we can trust in. We have been reminded, haven't we, over the last few weeks, how the things of this world can be so uncertain. The things that we did trust in that perhaps that they've let us down. Uh, I remember when we met uh, on Sunday, March the 1st, and the beginning of the month, it came as, in as a lamb. I think that we can say that on that day, and even on the 8th of, of March, uh, as this began to spread the coronavirus, if we would have said this is where we're at at the end of the month, uh, we would have thought, no way. Things have happened so quickly. And just a matter of, of three, four weeks, we have seen the economy that was booming, the, the stock market that was at its highest. Things looked so good. Things were happening uh, in our nation. Things looked prosperous. All of a sudden, all of that is gone. And many people have lost their jobs. The stock market has tanked. Uh, all of a sudden, we've got this stay-at-home order. Things have changed so quickly. And I am very thankful that we can trust the Lord even in all these things. And James says, don't boast about tomorrow. Remember that? And we are actually understanding that verse more and more. We cannot 
boast about tomorrow and those things that we can put our trust in that even as Jesus said, store up your treasures in heaven, not in the things of this world, not in, in storing up treasures of the world because rust destroys, thieves break in and, and steal, uh, moths eat, and our trust is in him. Trust in him and rest in him at all times. And we can trust in this word for us and this plan for us. And, and it really shows us. And what I pray is we talk about we want to get back to some normality. We want to get back to our routines. I know that. I want to get back to church here and to be able to meet with you and to be able to uh, have Bible studies and to move forward in the things that we plan. But we can't do that right now. And and I do pray for us here at Calvary Chapel that when we come back, that we wouldn't be ones that would ever take for granted the ability to be able to, to gather together what God is doing here, to be able to love on one another, to be able to fellowship with one another. What my prayer is, is that however long that we have to do online services, that we would not adopt the attitude of, well, that was easy. I think we'll just continue to do that. No, we want to be in fellowship. And I have confidence that that's the way most of you feel. Because I'm getting word that, oh, we miss the church. We miss seeing one another. We miss being in fellowship. And we look forward to that. But during this time, trusting in him and being reminded that he is our trust that he is the one of certainty, that he is our hope, that, that David writes that, that my hope is from you, Lord, and he gives us a living hope, of course, and we're going to celebrate the living hope that we have as we have Resurrection Weekend coming up through his resurrection, and he's our refuge. And then surely men of low degree are a vapor, uh, men of high degree are light. They are weighed in the scales. They are altogether lighter than vapor. Do not trust in oppression, nor vainly hope in robbery. If riches increase, do not set your heart on them. Uh, Jesus said that things come and go, and, and our trust is in him and storing up our treasures in him. And in verse 11, God has spoken once, twice I have heard this, that power belongs to God. Also to you, O Lord, belongs mercy, for you render to each one according to his work. So we don't set our trust in, in riches. Uh, we only trust in the Lord, in him. Uh, we are to look to him because he is powerful and he is merciful. And in verse 11, uh, God has spoken once, twice. I've heard this. That's a Hebrew expression that God has declared this many times. And we are going to declare it during this time as we read this word. Again, Lord, you're my strength. You're my salvation. You're my hope, you're my stability, you're my place of refuge. And going through this psalm here as we have done, now we know that he's all-powerful and he's merciful. His, his mercies and his compassion is new every morning. So every morning that we get up, and it can be hard to be motivated, that as you do, know this, that his mercies are new every morning. And his love remains, and his compassion remains. So here, David, as we are in a place of waiting right now, next week on Palm Sunday, that we're going to see that David writes, that I long for you. And that's my prayers, that we would just long for the Lord right now. And in this time of waiting, it would cause us to long for him. Because verse 1, 
David writes that I'm waiting silently. Verse 5, I'm waiting expectantly. And in verse 8, I'm going to wait continually. Day by day, moment by moment, trusting him, waiting on him. It's not a bad place to be. And continuing to be a light to others. Continuing that in our homes, remember that Exodus chapter 10, I've brought this illustration out before, that as the people there were in Egypt, God's people, and the ninth plague came, and there was darkness, a darkness that could be felt. And I'm sure they're wondering, how long is this going to be? How long are these plagues going to continue? That it says where God's people dwelt, there was light. And the light of Jesus Christ dwells in your heart, and there's light in the midst of all this darkness in your home. And the Lord was working during that time. They didn't know exactly how he's going to work, but he worked, and he would work in delivering them. And he wants to work in your life, and he wants to work in this situation, and he wants to work through us and in us as a church because we have the light Jesus Christ in this time of darkness. So, Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you for this time together and on live stream. And I just ask for blessing upon everyone who's tuned in or will be listening to this broadcast later throughout the day. And Lord, we do pray for strength. I know that, that these times, the coronavirus spreading has affected our lives in so many different ways. Not only physically, and I do want to pray for protection upon our families, Lord. I pray for protection upon our, our elderly, especially the most vulnerable, but Lord, for all of us, because we're seeing that this virus can affect young and old alike, that you would provide for us, Lord. I am very grateful for the healthcare workers. Lord, we pray for them that are on the front lines they're heroes like never before, putting their lives uh, on the line, working tirelessly. Those who are taking care of the elderly in, in the nursing homes, those who are in the grocery stores working and, and stocking the shelves and, and being available. There are new heroes. Those who are delivering food, those who are delivering supplies, our truck drivers, delivery people, we appreciate them and we ask for your protection upon them. And Lord, I'm very grateful that, that we can, Lord, just be an encouragement to them. Father, I, I pray that you would help us economically as we're waiting. I know that some have lost their jobs. And Lord, I pray for your provision. Pray for your help for them. That you would give them a peace that you're going to provide. Because it seems like the whole economy has just come to a halt right now. And Lord, I just pray that you would help us. And we would trust in you during these times. I pray for those who perhaps that has brought other hardships in, in different ways. Help us to be patient as our kids are at home. Help us, Lord, to, to keep praising you and being strengthened by your word that we may daily perform our vows and to look for ways, Lord, to be encouragement to others. The light that dwells in our homes, Lord, may be seen by Egypt, by the world around us. 
Father, I do want to pray that you would help us to trust in you. And as we wait on you, that you would speak to us. That we would redeem the time right now that is before us. Knowing that the day will come that we will be gathered together. Either gathered together as you take the church home or we meet here in this building. And may we have a renewed love for one another and a renewed appreciation for the church. And, and Lord, the church is not dead. And this coronavirus is not going to win. Not in our lives as Christians. But you win. Jesus won on the cross to give us victory over sin and death. And may we continue fighting the good fight, not for victory, but from victory. Keep running our race to keep the faith, to encourage those who need it, to reach out to those who, who need a touch. And in our own homes, in those times of lowliness, that we would know that you are there, Lord, and your love remains, and that we would discover your mercies and your compassions new every single morning. That Jesus said that you will have tribulation, and we are all experiencing that. But be of good cheer, because he has overcome the world. And to hang on to the promises that we have in you, and the glorious future that is before us. So, Father, I pray for provision. I pray for protection. That you would strengthen our hearts. That you would guide us in every way. To be sensitive to your leading. To hear your voice, Lord. I thank you that we have you. And we want to tell others of you that Jesus went to the cross and died for their sins. And if you're listening right now and you've never made that commitment to Christ, listen, the world is not your hope. And we know that God has a plan that eventually Jesus Christ is going to come back and establish his kingdom. But he came the first time to die for your sins. He came to give you freedom from sin, forgiveness of sin that has brought death to the world, to our souls. Because of Adam's sin, sin and death has come into the world, as Paul writes. But Jesus came to give you life. He is your hope. He is your salvation. It's not in this world. It's not in yourself. It's in the cross of Christ who died on that cross for you and took your sins upon himself and he hung between heaven and earth and then he cried out, it is finished. And he rose from the grave and he gives us a living hope. And if you're not right with God, get right with him right now. That you can call out to him and ask for forgiveness and become a child of God and belong to a kingdom that will last forever. You can pray as you turn to him to acknowledge you're a sinner in need of forgiveness right now. Jesus, I come to you and I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I believe you died on the cross for me. Forgive me. And I ask that you would be my Lord and Savior because you are the Savior of the world. You are Lord. You conquered sin and death. You rose from the grave speaking to my heart. And I believe that you are my salvation. This is now my gospel. Forgive me. Come into my heart and dwell there the light of the world in this darkness. And I want to know you and walk with you all the days of my life. And if you prayed that prayer, 
somehow let us know so we can follow up and we can encourage you and bless you in any way that we can. And for you that are listening, may the Lord show himself in more, himself more real than ever before as he speaks to you through the word in that still small voice. May he strengthen you right now. And may we keep our feet upon the solid rock. And that is the solid rock of his word, the solid rock of Jesus Christ personally in our lives. Bless our day, the rest of our day, our week coming up and the challenges that are before us. Lord, guide us and direct us. And may we remain in your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, God bless you. We love you guys. We miss you guys. And we're going to be here as much as we can for you and praying for you. So keep in touch and contact. God bless you. And uh, we'll see you soon. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to gather till we meet again. Uh, we're going to be in prayer. We're going to continue to put our trust in the Lord. All right. Hey, let's keep fighting the good fight. And let's keep running our race. And let's be strengthened in the Lord. God bless you. Have a great rest of the day.